Hello, and welcome to a very special edition of the Forever Bristol City podcast. Joining me for our In Conversation piece today is none other than former manager, Alan Dix. Only two managers in the history of the club have taken City to the pinnacle of English football. One was Harry Thicket, who got us there in 1906, which was for a five-season stay and included a highest-ever runners-up position and that FA Cup final. The other is Alan Dix, who became manager in 1967 at the relatively young age of 33. Alan achieved his goal of promotion to the top flight in his ninth season in charge, a time frame that these days would surely never happen. I first met him when, as a 13-year-old schoolboy in November 69, I was doing a project on football and a friend's dad had fixed it for me to interview Alan before a home game. If I recall correctly, it was against Blackpool and we won 2-1. Earlier this month, over 52 years later, a very sprightly 87-year-old Alan allowed me to quiz him again on his time at City, which ended over 40 years ago. I began by asking him how he took his first steps in management, courtesy of Jimmy Hill. Association, so, and I was working at schools going to public. Suddenly I got a call from Jimmy Hill. He said, Alan? I said, yeah. He says, Alan Vicks? I said, yeah. I said, who's that? He said, Jimmy Hill. I said, oh. What do I owe this on? You know, just sort of laughed because he was, he said, well, I've taken over, I've gone to Coventry. I said, yeah, that's right. Uh, I was 62, sorry. That gives another four years. Yeah. Uh, I'm 28 to 29. Um, so I said, well, what do you want me to do? He said, come and be assistant manager and do what? He said, coach mainly and back me up on the other side of things when I'm short. So he said, come and see me. I says, okay. I said, where? He says, when I'm getting married at the hotel in Piccadilly, he said, come and have lunch with me at the wedding. <laughs> and my wife said, do you mean to say he's invited you to do anything you never met? I said, you never met him? I said. Played against him, I bet. Yeah, yeah. So I said, yeah. So I went and we chatted. He says, so he wanted just to talk to me. and It's like eyeballing someone. Yeah. If you yeah. do it. There's, there's always an expression comes on someone's face. If you ask a question, he's either not looking at you or he's looking at you. The next kind of recognisable factor of what's happening without words is the expression or the body language. Mm. And the body language speaks louder than the voice sometimes, and not always. And so, yeah, I was there and I said, yeah, I'd be interested. I said, uh, I've got uh, Three children, I think, Mandy, Michelle, Melanie. Yeah, they're three children. And I need a house with at least three bedrooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, da, 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 da. I said, all right, come up. So he came, I came up and then we, I, I said, oh, that's right. No, he, I, so I ended up going to the wedding. And that's when we decided. He took me to Rome quickly. I said, yeah, I, I, I like meeting you. And I think you'll be great. And we can work together. So I said, OK. That's, and we did. We had a great third to second, second to first. Yeah. within five years and uh, it was uh, a great experience you know? and you took them to promotion twice and then yeah. and then did bristol city come to no, no, jimmy no. hill and say yeah, what can happened? we have jimmy, him or jimmy, jimmy heard said, that fred, fred Alan, had gone. i've uh, i've recommended you to Derek robbins then the chairman the chairman and he said he doesn't uh, feel you've got enough experience that's okay he said, but I've talked to Bristol City because uh, Fred Ford has just been released. Mm. So I've rang them and they're interested in talking to him. Would you go down? I said, sure. 
And I went down, and you don't know if you got the job to, for a few days. So no. the ball... And you met Harry? I did, yeah. And how did you find Harry first well, time? Well, like all strong businessmen, and I met a few, you know, having spoken to Lord Montgomery at Portsmouth, yeah. president of the... The man who was so famous for Alamein, and where was it? And the famous station somewhere along the yeah, yeah. So I met Ian Wilson, and he spoke uh, film stars when I was at Chelsea. I met especially Attenborough, Richard, I think the, the actor uh, Attenborough. Richard Attenborough, yeah. We, we had a drink. We just, he says, come on, I've got a little together. And one night I went to a place where he was holding out and, so anyway, I've met a lot of people with kind of a uh, what's a, a public recognition, you yeah. Know, and that was what 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 it was, and you can't. Uh, but when you see when you see everything like that, uh, and Montgomery was funny because that was a funny little story. George Smith was manager, big ex sergeant major. Mm. So Jimmy walked uh, came out to me. He says, "Alan, come in with me." I said, "What's wrong?" He said. Come and meet Lord Montgomery. So, so, oh, so we walked in, and uh, Jimmy walks in. And says, "Excuse me, sir." He said, "You know, this is Alan Dix, my assistant manager." And I struck hands with him and said, "Pleasure to see you, sir." Uh, and because uh, now I, I'm looking at more of the old films. What what did Montgomery? What yeah. Hitler shouldn't have done, but he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the rest of it, and uh, that was uh, the. the Thing and then George suddenly says, and they, we beat them 2 0. And Montgomery turned around to Smith when Smith just about walked in after me. And Mr. He said, uh, Mr. Manager, how could you let so many goals in? Your defense, and he said, Sir, you could call up a thousand artillery guns. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Always remember him saying that. Yeah. And Montgomery took, look, look, you know, went, oh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, you were recommended to Harry and you met him. Yeah, and and Harry, was, Harry and uh, you, you know, you know, in that those days, not, it weren't bakers and candlestick makers, as they say, but. Well, Harry was a big businessman. Big businessman, a very successful one. And, mm. uh, he 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 was he was in the authority then. I think he had everyone one's respect, but also he dominated the, the situation. Mm. So I went in and just said what well, they asked questions. I can't even remember now, but uh, you said the right thing. They must have done. Yeah. Do you know who else was on the short list at the time, with the benefit of hindsight? No, because you were quite inexperienced to no, get the job. I was. I, well, put it this way: I was. I was. I wasn't experienced in managing. No. Assistant manager, I did yep. a lot of things, but always with a recognition that I spoke to Jimmy and said, well, shall we go X, Y, Z, or mm. which way would you like to go? So I, I, I realised he was, the, 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 he what he said when. Yeah. He had that kind of domineering yeah. situation or the respect that you've got to get. Yeah. Because you don't, without respect of the ball, the players, uh, you you can't you, know, you can't move fail. forward very far. And his brief to you was it keep us in the second division as it was called then, yeah. or he said keep us up, but I want first division football. Oh, yeah, yeah. He well, he he just said we need to improve everything within the club, and, which was, I mean, no disrespect to the players they had there, but they they were getting older and. And some of them didn't have 
the thing we spoke about pace over the ground and pace in the mind mm. as jimmy always said quick brain quick feet that's what we are yeah. we're looking for yeah and uh i looked it up the first player you signed and obviously one of the first because the second one you signed was really good you signed ken wimser so i guess he was quite cultured did you get him for his Brains and yeah, see a younger uh, yeah. you there because he became your coach as well for a yeah, period as yeah, well, didn't right. he? Well, and so did John Sillett, of course. Snoz, yeah. And uh, yeah, Ken was my first man, but he was he had a, a, a bit of that confidence that you need on the field. You mm. know, his passing was good. He wasn't the quickest. He wasn't, the, no. and he wasn't a, 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 a destructive tackler or anything like that. Mm. He was he he was a good footballer. Yeah. Uh, then I, I mean, uh, well, the next one, John Galley, wasn't it? I mean, well, John was signed him when he was in his ankle was in plaster, oh, wasn't right. it? <laughs> that was a funny story. I'd gone to, to Tommy and said, Tommy, Dock, Tommy, Dock. Robin, and said, Tommy, I'll give you 15,000 for John Galley. Yeah, he said, That's very nice of you, but I want 20. I said, I'll go back to the board and tell you. So I never did go back to the board. I was, I used to just leave it until I got a final question. Just say, if I got the money right, then I'd go to the board and say, we've got to play X. And yeah. they'd either say, yeah or no. I mean, I, I didn't do the whole thing without the board going. So I went I went back and said, okay, I'll give you 20. He said, no, we've got to go 22. Uh. Then he says, I did it again. He went to 25. I said, Tom, I'm finished. I can't keep going back to the board of directors, which I hadn't been back to at this stage. <laughs> so I said, 25. So then I went back and said, no, and I think we need some more. I said, I did use some bad language. I told him what he could do. Can't believe it out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he said, oh, 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 all right. So we got him. And then so 20, was it 22? 27 and a half. 27 and a half, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And so the funny point was, he said, oh, by the way, what's that? He said, he's in plaster. He was in a leg plaster. Yeah. For, for Achilles tendon problems. Yeah. I said, oh, dear me. Why didn't you tell me? So I said, okay, I'll bring you back if the directors agree with me that we take him. And I saw, I, what I went back to was the doctor. I said, look, I've been trying to buy a player. He's in a plaster for Achilles tendon. Yeah. And the doctor said, so what? That, that sounds good to me. You, you did, you... What was the word they used? You stop it moving. You I immobilize said, it. Immobilize so it can improve. So I said, okay, oh, good. So I bought him, not without telling the doctor. So I went up to a board meeting. <laughs> oh, this, it was funny. This is making it great. So I walked in. Okay, Dix, did you get Galley? I said, yeah. So he's playing at home. We're playing at home somewhere. Because the next game, he, yeah. he scored a hat trick up. But when he eventually played, yeah. yeah so uh, I said, so, so he, he's playing that big one. I said, no, he's not playing. I said, what's that? He said, he's in plaster. <laughs> and you could hear kind of any... Pin drop. He could hear anything that dropped it, but the pin drop is correct. And uh, like when I was walking out, he, he, he said, he's bought a blip <laughs> player who's in... Pasta <laughs> and can't play, and we spent 27 and a half hours. And that was quite a lot of money back then, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It was only because I did that. We were chasing at uh, Coventry at one stage. We, we got uh, the guy from Peterborough at the end, Hudson. And um, 
So we got him, and of course, the best thing happened there, which not many people do, especially away from home. Yeah. He went up and scored three goals. On his debut. On his up day. there, long time ago, long time ago. So he did well for you. Another player that you signed and didn't stay very long, but he features in your all-time 11, which I'll quote out of a book, was Bobby Kellard. Yeah. He was a good Aggressive. Bloke, you know, you you need that aggression somewhere. Like Norm, Norma was famous for it. Norma yeah. Dutta. Jerry Gow grew on with the Bristol City public yeah. as the number one probably player of the club through that period. Oh, 100%. And uh, Bobby brought that first because he was tenacious. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I can't say cheat. because, But I would like to say he didn't cheat, but he used everything to tr- get to... Gamesmanship. Uh, gamesmanship. gamesmanship <laughs> that's the word I mean. So uh, he came with that aggression and could play. Yeah. And uh, the reason I got him, because I knew him so well, I, he came to South End when I was playing there as a young guy from the area. And he used to clean my boots every week and I, I knew I, you know you used to give him half a crown or something like yeah. that in those days I mean the kids today would throw away probably <laughs> but when you're earning kind of I think we were might have been 17 when I first went there because the, the average wage went up 8, 6, 10, 8, 12, yeah. 10 thir- 13, 14 something 17 something 20 because you got paid in the off, got paid less in the close season yeah, didn't you got, yeah, yeah. For, for, just for keeping him. So Bobby, so Bobby, so you knew him and he did he did a good oh yeah, he could play. And then he got a few problems with uh some of the things he uh, got he, anyway, that don't need to go into that. But he we then transferred him. I don't know if he went, went to, to Leicester, Leicester very Leicester. yeah, and he took he took Leicester because that summer that he left, because I think he did two seasons for you, that summer that he left, you also lost uh, Chris Garland as well. And I can remember, again, God, it's 50 years ago, but Harry Donald was on radio, whatever the sports radio was at the BBC, because it was a big transfer of Chris Garland going. And he said, if we can get to the first division with him, we can get to it without him, which seemed a bit of a curious logic. Yeah. But but losing Chris, I guess it was to, did it pay for the Dolman stand in part? <laughs> Very much so. It's a... Uh... Well, in fairness to Harry, he, he was looking at the club, all, which all businessmen he does. He wasn't yeah. just football-minded. He was a football supporter. Yeah. Very much so. And he puts his money where his mouth was. But, uh, yeah, that was... Uh, I can always see him. He used to take out cigarette packets at Harry and write, do his calculations for the stand. He must have done it two or three times. When we were so like spiring, we sold spiring. Peter Spiring went to Liverpool, didn't he? Which yeah, it was funny because Tony Collins had found out he says, Alan, he pays no more than 50 grand, but he doesn't mind paying 50 for any player coming up or anybody. Yeah, so he said, Alan, not interested in Peter Spiring. I said, Oh, yeah, uh, this is Bill Shankly. Yeah, I said, yeah. Okay, Bill, um, I said, uh, we were, oh, I said, I don't need 50,000 because I don't know. He said, all right, I'll pay you 50000 <laughs> Good bit of business. Good bit of business. But that season, even though you lost, uh, well, two key players at the start of it, Bobby and Chris, got to the semi-final against Tottenham in the League Cup. Oh, I know, we were unlucky there. Oh, hey, I mean, it was nil. It was 1-1 at Ashton Gate. Yeah. Uh, who scored for a skirt? He's in your 
subs bench for the yeah, yeah, to, you know, Alan Gilzine score. We took him to extra time up there, didn't we? Yeah, that's right, yeah. And Jerry Sharp, before extra, before the actual time grow, must have missed the back post when he slid into a ball that's going across the face of the goal. The pace is beating everyone, and he must have missed it by two or three inches. And he touched it, and he went outside yeah. instead of inside because he never. If he'd have got a bit more closer, he could have got it'd it. Have in, gone in, and we'd have won it. Bit like Alan Walsh, eighteen years later against Forest, because he had a shot that spun along the line and just needed touching across, as people remember that. Sadly, Jerry, though, less than less than a month after, he had that horrible, horrible leg break, that and was he one. was a good player, wasn't well, he? Ron, Ron Greenwood came down. I know he was seeing his daughter live at Nelsie. He said, "You know what? They all say I'm looking at Garland." He said, people have seen me and say, you was it looking at Garland? You're taking Garland, you know, as all supporters have a kind of link. If you're at the match, they can talk to you in a football language, yeah. which they have a feel they've got a right to. Sometimes they don't, but they, when they use bad language. And uh, Ron says, no, he said, he says, Jerry Sharp can play. Because mm. he scored seven goals up to Christmas. Mm. And that's not bad from the left wing. And he used to work that flank. Mm. And that was the reason, because he got he caught the Middlesbrough midfield player. Eric McMorley. Eric McMorley, correct. Over by the Dolman stand. Over yeah, the front. That was horrible. Yeah. Bang, and you can hear it. And he came over the top of it. It's mm. terrible. Because what happened, Jerry got back and nicked the ball off him again. It was right down. It was... Bottom corner yeah. on the edge of the box. That's right. In, in our half. The, yeah, yeah. The Jerry half. got all the way mm. back and he came in. Bang. Bang. Oh. And when I walked in and saw the person, Les Barzi had the room and I said, Les, lock, lock the door. Don't let anyone come in. He said, why? I said, don't want to see players see things like that. That's, no. So it, it was, it like was a bad one. It was like that. It was mm. out, out, out. And he never, he never did play a game, did Jerry? Well, the other famous one, of course, is Cheesley. That was. Oh, we'll that come was, on to that in a minute. That um, was two of it. Um, you were. I remember 71, 72 season, 72, 73. You were starting to get on what you would call the fringe of the playoffs. Yeah. Would it be true to say that the closest you ever came to getting the sack was 73, 74, and the Leeds? Cup run against Liverpool, Leeds and Liverpool. That sort of saved you because that season we dipped a bit, didn't we? we, we that, <laughs> that, that was right. In fact, uh, the, the whole thing about that was I, I think Harry had had a board meeting and they were thinking of getting rid of me and things like that. And they left it and he'd gone away. So he left it. And of course, we went to. Harlem won. Yeah. Went to Hereford and won. Yeah. Jeff Merrick scored a goal yeah, yeah. on a wet, miserable day. And then we were off to Leeds. Home to Leeds, yeah. So, uh, it, it, yeah, it uh, was... I can't, not just something. Yeah, Leeds, that's it. I told Ernie Hunt, I said, Ernie, when, he, when we lost it, just drop back to the halfway line and stand there. And stopped the right back. Who was it? He used Paulini. Reeney used to come down the line and or Madeley. No, Reeney or Madeley. Anyway, the right back, and I can't remember this name now. I'm not the best for names. So I said, just make sure he doesn't get into our half and cause problems. Yeah. And so when you go, so if you haven't got the energy, just, just release it to keep us in possession. 
So uh, he said, okay. And he did a good job with that. And then, of course, Keith Fear went down the right, crossed it, and Don Gillis knocked the cross. Oh, the, 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 the winning game at Leeds. Yeah, yeah the, game. the game at Ashton Gate was good as well, though, because yeah. Keith Fear scored a cracking. Keith Fear was a bit of an enigmatic player back then, wasn't he? I mean, he's very skillful, but very skillful. but what you would call a luxury player. Yeah, yeah? you're right. I got rid of him. To, he went to Exeter or Plymouth. I mm. can't remember now. One, I think he moved south somewhere. Anyway, uh, yeah, so the Leeds game was a... You know, I was what was I was gonna say something there, we were a bit crude. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um it was I think yeah, if we'd have lost it, we'd have, you know, because we'd been losing games. Yeah. And uh But you got Liverpool in the next round. Did Shankly really put his head round the door in the oh, dressing yeah, room? He yeah, in. and I could I was the players all said, oh Bill Bill, Bill Shankly So he went right round and I thought the buggers looking to see what kind of size he's trying to get some feel for the team. So, uh, so I said to one player, I said, "Why did you talk to him like that voice?" Oh, that's Bill Shankly. Da, 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 da. And I said, "Yeah, but we're playing him in the next game. Yeah. He I, he's, he was trying to suss us out. Yeah, yeah. without movement. Yeah. Anyway, it was they all we all laughed. The, the Liverpool game, the sixth round. It was I know it was only one nil to them, and it was one of those games that you think, damn it, they they didn't beat us by much did they that day and it was a lucky goal if I say lucky because they won a possession on the halfway line broke down the left and then that was it bang 1-0 saying that that's what's happening to Comdry uh, Comdry Bristol City, Bristol City. City. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know we lose once you play midfield square balls and they get cut out you lose two men because yeah. the ball goes straight through to a forward player yeah and you've lost two men or well, one man because you've got one. Mm. So uh, anyway, we were out. But 74, 75, you were getting the team together that was obviously going to achieve the ultimate. It was coming together. And I remember 74, 75 over Easter. I went to Southampton on the Good Friday, beat Southampton 1-0. But Norwich had had that day off. So you played within 24 hours and they were fresh. And that was critical that game, wasn't it? Because they beat you 1-0. And then drew against Rover as we did. And that was the critical time that probably cost us promotion that year, yeah? What do you think? Well, I, I, I'm not, in fairness, au okay with the results like you. No, no. <laughs> I, 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 I've got to try and dig my brain up and say what yeah. happened. What happened. But I remember Norwich, yeah, yeah, they, and I take your word for it all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole thing about everything is, you know, having that confidence of what wins give you, what your yeah. positions and we were moving up the we obviously moved up the yeah. ranks and uh always know people say to me years later when i i rang someone and said i want to pick your brains i was talking to thinking of moving somewhere i knew this guy who was it i think uh, the old coventry manager who was the coventry manager when we drew jimmy no no he was director. Of course. Used to play for Liverpool. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Both got brain fade. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I, I was speaking to, to him and uh, I've got to pick up what I was talking about now. We're talking about the, the uh, you said about Norwich and you, you the, the promotion team was starting to formulate and I 
I, I remembered some results of that Easter because that was critical. Yeah. But you the, the team was coming together by then. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And did you and then that season though, you did do the double over Man United. And Bob Thompson told me, I was chatting to him on Saturday saying I was meeting you today. And he said, Tommy Doherty said you were the worst team to ever come to Old Trafford and win. <laughs> and that you were weren't too impressed with that comment. No, I chased him down the, down the <laughs> I chased him down the hallway in the players' cup. Saw me and he slammed the door and shut it. And I tried to open it, it was locked. And uh, so I, I just banged on it a couple of times. And my players came in and grabbed me and took me down. They took you back to the dressing room, did they? That was good. And I remember again, I didn't see that. Just let me finish that yeah. story. Go on. So I go up after the match and I was in the ballroom and uh, Matt Busby said, like some champagne, Alan, or yeah. drink? I said, no, I'll have a tea. I know so anyway, then we we were staying a bit longer and a bit longer. And the director says, oh, when are we going? And I said, just a minute. I, then Tommy walked in. <laughs> and I put him up against the wall. <laughs> I said, boop, boop, boop. I won't say what I said. <laughs> I said and I turned around to the director and says, we can go now. <laughs> so you had your piece. Oh, yeah. I said, I looked him straight in the eye and told him what I thought of him. Yeah. Anyway, said, the following season was the year. Uh, thankfully, Harry was alive to to see. Us yeah, he came get back promoted. from Barbados, didn't he? And and uh, you know you had well the side that everybody uh, knows. How true was it back in the early part of '76, four three months before we got promoted, that Richie and Merrick nearly went to Arsenal? There was an alleged bid. Oh, there was time. definitely on two hundred and fifty thousand. Gained a lot of money, a lot of money. So I kept it quiet for a few weeks, but they came out, obviously, because uh, like everyone, you've got people in the world of the newspapers that you can use if you want information to get out. Or if you're interested in players, there was several ways you could make the information available to the player. Uh, you know, you weren't supposed to do it. I mean, you know, you, you couldn't talk to a contracted player. Mm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, but you hung on to them. I hung on to them, and they didn't know about it. To be honest, I never spoke to the players about it at all. So, uh, yeah, then it came out, and they'd say, "Did you have an offer?" I said, "Yeah." Well, I said, "You know, we we can do that later. That if they value that now, let us still go up if we get promoted to the first division, mm. which we did." Yeah, and you got there. And so, Clive Whitehead's goal that night against Portsmouth. Oh. We got it early and we went into a nervous breakdown, practically. Yeah. Uh, which is understandable, too. You think if we lose yeah. this, we, can't, you know, we won't go. Third minute, it was scored down yeah. the open end. Yeah, Cracking right. goal as well, wasn't well, it? It was. And, uh, and then you had to play Notts County on the Saturday. And it would be true to say, because we lost it, but true to say they probably were oh, well, a little bit the worst for wear. Oh, they were. <laughs> Especially the Scotch boys when they got together. Yeah. Uh, nicely, not, no, not badly, but they... They would, they would have a few glasses of wine or yeah. more likely scotch and beer or something. Yeah. But no, but you you let, I mean, they, they all, all the uh, situations now, it says the, the, the kind of culture, the English culture of drinking beer. Mm. But you, you let them go because they were part of that culture. Yeah. As soon as they had success yeah. in a game, they would go, to get together and I couldn't care less as yeah. long as they looked after themselves properly. I mean, sadly, we got Ray Cashley who had a glass put in his yeah, face. I know. And then we had... Uh, 
the, the famous thing. Boss, can you drop us off somewhere? I said, where do you want to go? Platform one. Oh, that was the place, wasn't it, in those days? So I took, we used to come down the bus, down Blackboy and White yeah. Ladies Road. And pull up outside. Pull outside and drop them off. Yeah. That didn't worry me either, I mean, because... Uh, because they know, had a spirit and they played yeah, and they like gave you 100%. Win, although, you, know, you, it's, it, you know, you've got to think about the the length of a season, 42 games, mm. and it's never easy. Yeah. And these days, it's. I mean, I wouldn't have stayed 13 years if it was these days. Because no. we, I was down the bottom of the league three or four years on a trot. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, anyway. Summer of 76. Didn't splash the cash as a lot of clubs do when they get to the top level. Maybe there wasn't a lot of cash to splash. So you started pretty much with the team that you'd finish yeah. the season with. And I was there that day at Highbury. What a day. How did it feel walking into the marble halls at Highbury with the team that you'd taken to promotion to the top division for the first time in 65 years? Well, it was... The, the ultimate feelings really in the game that you've now reached the top and cut a long story short now is the result was unbelievable yeah and not only the result we could have been, it had two or three yeah it, you didn't fluke it that day it was a tremendous all-round performance yeah. Eddie, and he dominated that oh. whole thing and i'm sure in a nice way now or not not i mean i'm not trying to say he makes it all the time but i'm sure shorten says God, he's good in the air. I've got to just shake him up a bit and make himself. Yeah, so he yeah. came out and he never came out beyond his six yard box generally, no. Shorten, but he came out of that stage and clattered him. And clattered him. On the and of course they fell awkwardly. And then sadly it was Crucius Ligmanson, which in those days was career was unrepa yeah. unrepairable. Yeah. But these days. I mean, it's correct. incredible how you go from the ecstasy on the Saturday and by quarter to eight on the Tuesday. The man, do you think Paul would have gone on to play for England? Yeah, yeah. Well, put it this way. Uh, we were going up, well, I think it was at Sunderland, uh, playing at Sunderland uh, the weekend the, coming up. And Don Revy rang and said, Alan, I, I want to give you young player Paul Cheesley a chance. Da, 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 da. I said, Don, don't do that. We're going for promotion and I want him to play. He says, I understand that and I won't. But we're playing at a later date. And of course, a later day, it sadly didn't didn't, didn't happen. Didn't happen for him. First player you went out and bought was a legend, Norman Hunter. Well, that was Tony. Did a great job from Sarah. Said, Tony Collins. He said, "Alan, Norman has asked me to find out if any clubs want want him. He's he's unsatisfied with what's going on." And so I said, "Yeah, I would take him." And he got round to Tony. Tony said, "Well." He's prepared to talk to you. So, okay. I said, when? I said, let's make it now and not later. So I went up to the hotel, didn't, uh, and told the hotel here, we had a hotel up there. I said, can you ask them not to mention my name at all anywhere? Yeah. And I got him in the dressing room, not dressing room, in my hotel room. And he walked in, he said, I said, okay, fine. So I said, okay, what do you want? He said, pardon? <laughs> <laughs> you don't generally get that offer when you're doing dealing with a contractor. I said, what do you want that make you come to Bristol City? Yeah. And we, we talked and I, we, we mentioned loads of figures. And at the end, he said, I'll come down and see the place and make a decision when I come down. And he said, yeah. And he did. 
and he did great. And a selfless act of Jeff to go to the left-back booth because well, Jeff yeah. had to move there and that was taking Brian Drysdale's place because Brian was a good little player, but probably not first division staff. No, he so wasn't. Jeff had to move and he still made a good job of that, didn't he? Yeah. It's, uh, it was like any old once you... We, I wanted that what, confident, confident player. I'm not saying Jeff's not confident. No. Players, but I wanted that aggressive player at the back. And uh, with Collier, it was a great it was mm. a great combination. Yeah. No, well, Peter Cormack, you signed in that autumn as well. Yeah. What was he, what did he give you? That well, was... he gave us the experience. He played first division football. And I wanted, we mm. wanted players to play first. We had... Mm. No one who played first division football, no. we're not, and uh, that is something you know. These days, they're all talking about whether you, some of the clubs at the top don't buy the mm. right players. But signing a, a player like Norman, and not only that, he led the team, mm. and he let you know if you were doing. No, he was a great. He was a great. One little practice thing he used to do. I remember, he said, do you mind if I get the goalkeeper to kick me some balls on the pitch on a Friday? Mm -hmm. I said, no, I don't mind. So I watched, and the, he get uh, a goalkeeper. Um, sure? No. Cashley? Cashley. He, he got Cash to hit some balls, and he would catch it on his chest or thigh. And before it dropped, he would volley it out to the right wing with his left foot. My left foot, it's all left foot. He didn't yeah. go for that. And it, 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 I just looked at him and thought, unbelievable. Yeah. Just to back that up, Ron Greenwood brought down the international team for, uh, I think, Tony Collins' testimony. Mm -hmm. And after he says, I never knew Norman Hunter had so much skill in terms of playing. Oh, he, he, he could play, couldn't uh, he? Oh. He, he scored a few cracking goals as well with free yeah. kicks, didn't he? He lost one. I remember one his boot, boot flew off. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who that was against. You brought Chris Garland back to the club as well. Yeah. Um, that was sort of a... Although saying that... Yeah, no, sorry. Chris... That's right. Chris came back. Chris came back. And it was his goals against Man United, Leeds and Liverpool, the last three home games of the season, that without them... That's right. We would have been... The Coventry game would have been yeah. immaterial, yeah, wouldn't it? That's right, yeah. But the, staying with Chris on the commentary game, when because Jimmy Hill was in the director's box and suddenly he rung by me and went down and raced down the touchline to tell the box to put up the score of Everton. Everton two, Sunderland, I think, nil. Yeah. And uh, that meant we could just play a draw. We'd, we, mind you, we were losing 2-0 at half. You were, yeah. And we had, I tell you, if it, was, if it was left on a even skill, I think we would have won because we were pressing. Yeah. And we met, and missed one, but went by the back post by mm. about a foot. And that would have made it 3-2 to us. Yeah. But anyway, this, Jimmy came back and says, the silly buggers didn't put it up early enough. I told them if the score was... Because so, it was it was fifteen minutes late kicking off as well, which oh, yeah, was critical. Yeah. Well, well, that changed that changed everyone to you must play now at three o'clock. Yeah, yeah. And the police did come in and said, you know, we had crowd so, trouble. We said the Bristol too City. Many. There was there's so many outside, and that you could hear the crowd getting exciting. You know, so 
He said, do you mind? I said, I don't mind. And um, <laughs> it was quarter to eight, I think we kicked off, didn't we? Yeah. yeah, it made a difference. And were the celebrations that night on a par with the celebrations of promotion a year ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess they must have been. Oh, we were. Yeah, we went, we, I, we went for a, where did we go? Uh, West Brom? Not from Coventry. A hotel we knew where we could drink champagne and all the rest of it. Yeah. So I bought a few bottles. Well, not me, the club would do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yes, we did celebrate. So, so but, that way, we did celebrate. You I did celebrate that. <laughs> and, you, and, and there you were. You retained your first division status, which would be, yeah, yeah these days, excellent to do. With well, a few million pounds. With a few, few million pounds. Um, sadly, Harry had passed away. Robert Hobbs had taken over for a period. And Robert got ousted fairly quickly, which was, well, within about 18 months of Harry uh, passing, I think. Robert Hobbs, a different character to Harry. And his departure, do you think that precipitated some of the issues that were to happen later on? Because oh, Robert yeah. was a businessman, wasn't he? Oh, Robert was very good. Mm. You know, he supported everything we, I put to him through all the football knowledge that we had within the background of the club, you know. Mm. Well, my team was really Tony Collins, John Sillett had gone by then, mm. and uh, Ken Wimshurst. Uh, and so it was really Tony and I then doing most yeah. of what which was really. Tony was, without Tony, I don't think we'd have gone up. Right. He's made that much. We've got uh, the Scotch players. Yeah. And you Sweeney, Sweeney, Gillis, Gal, Richie. Richie. Yeah. Four. Four. And that was a third of the team. Yep. And you had that Scotch element, which was the wild Scotsman, you mm. know, which the Romans didn't like fighting when they talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I only say that because I've been watching so many films lately. <laughs> <laughs> and I like the centurion and things like that. Yeah, so it's... Uh, Yes, Robert Hobbs to me was um, no disrespect to Harry, but I, I, I worked very liked him. I worked well with Robert. I mean, there were times Harry was very aggressive and said, uh, said, well, he was only being honest. There's no problem. You know, we were having a bad time through the period it took as it 10 years to really get going. Yeah. Uh, no, not 10 years, uh, eight, nine. Nine, yeah, eight, nine. Seasons. Yeah, eight seasons. Yeah, yeah, and so, uh, and of course, we would be doing bit by bit. We we couldn't go out and buy four or five players. No, no. no. So we were changing it bit by bit and bringing on Collier, bringing on. Well, you like, built the team. I mean, the team grew together. And the next player you bought of significance was Joe Royal. I mean, he scored 101, 101 appearances. He scored eighteen goals. But he got seven of those in his debut, and then three on Boxing Day a year later. I mean, what was Joe was at the tail end of his career, but again, a good forward to get. And I guess that was because Chris was injured by then. Yeah, wasn't it? it was. Yeah, and Chris, a cheesy injured. Cheesy had been out, but Chris was out as yeah. well. I think. So we got. Uh, <laughs> funny thing with that one is he got the four goals, which was yeah, you, you couldn't believe. I mean, it was saying. You know, on his what, debut. What, yeah. what, a, what, what a great manager I am. <laughs> <laughs> I know we didn't say that, but that's you feel you feel that, don't you? And so we walked into the dressing room after well, and uh, Jerry Sweeney got down on his knees 
and says, the Messiah has arrived, the Messiah has arrived. <laughs> and Joe Raw said, oh, stop that. <laughs> Uh, it was really funny, though, though, in a nice way. Yeah, no, he was good. But then he never scored a goal for 17 games, I think. Was I know. No, it was ridiculous. And then the following year, which was our best season, because we were top seven for about three, just on seventh, I remember looking out the other week, seventh from the end of November till February. Um, by that time, I guess you had players like, Kevin Mabbott breaking into the side That's as well. Right. Now he was the early version of a Jack Grealish and all these youngsters today. Right, he yeah. Flashy car and Franklin. The hat trick of Man U. He got hat trick that season. It was that 78 79 season. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, the players that we brought through, you know, Mary Collier, uh, I don't know if I introduced Mary Collier. Yeah, he, it, yeah, he yeah, did. did yeah, I tail end of 68 season. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they were. Quarter of Keith Fear, uh, Trevor Tayton. Trevor, of course, yeah. Um, Goalkeeper Ray, because you converted him, didn't you? To yeah, well, that was funny. The John Silly took the reserves away, or youth. I can't which team. It was a team, and he came. I said, "I found a goalkeeper." Alan. I said, well, "What do you mean?" <laughs> he said, "Well, Joe Bloggs. I can't remember who it was. Couldn't play. He was injured." Mm. So I, I said, who, who could play in goal? I said, Ray Keshe said, I will. And he said, he stopped everything. Mm. And he had big, strong hands. Yeah. Strong. And uh, I said, oh. So after a while, we, we went right. We gave him a pro contract. <laughs> I need a word. Tell me, is the one player that you almost signed when you were Bristol City manager that would make people go, wow, or really? We'd moved into the first division at this stage, and uh, we got Norman Hunter. And suddenly, the scout from the Midlands said, I was speaking with Brian Robson, and he wants to move to move on. So I said, okay. From West Brom. Yep. From West Brom. So I... I said, oh, can you make an arrangement to meet him? So he said, yeah. Why don't you meet him halfway down the M5 at the, whatever that first one out of Bristol? Not the first one, the second one. Strengthen, probably. Where you go down to Wales. Yeah, Strengthen Services. So we met there, talked. He said, I'll think about it. I talked about everything with him. In a way, I was getting quite confident we might get him. But eventually he rang up and said, no, because... Manchester United have come in and been involved. Yeah. So that was one that we nearly got, but didn't. And uh, would arrival Jerry Gow, maybe, or did you see the two playing oh, alongside no, each together. other? Together, yeah. You, you know, you need, in that midfield, you need the energy and the... And Jerry could play too. He wasn't just a... Uh, he was like Norman. He was aggression and he showed that. But he also showed... The football side. Yeah. And he scored because he had one year when he got double figures, didn't he? He got 13, well, didn't you? tell you, uh, after the Arsenal game, where we won one it, uh, we can finish on it. He says, hey, boss, it, I believe I didn't play at Arsenal. I said, What's, what do you mean? He said, I'm never in the, I'm never in the game on the television. <laughs> <laughs> he Brilliant. Said, uh, he's, but he, he does, he did the drive. I always remember him. I said, "You, what are you talking about?" You know, and but he smiled and laughed. But he's fantastic it, story. It, it mainly in the clips afterwards they showed. They didn't show 
it was Tom Ritchie or yeah. uh, this and that. Fantastic. Oh, oh. Did very well for us. So 79-80, the last of the four seasons, I can remember back then losing Norman. I'm speaking as a fan looking back. And I've read the book, various books. You did try to keep Norman, didn't you? Yeah, sure. And what, why? Because could you not have offered him, or maybe you did, offer him a coaching role or something like that? Why no, did he no, leave? No, I, I didn't because he made it so clear. He says, whatever you say, I'm not interested because I want to go back and work with Barnes. Was it Barnsley? Yes, one? yeah. And uh, my wife is not, you know, that's All right. she wife wanted to go back. That was like Fitzpatrick, his wife. Couldn't stand living in Bristol. I don't know why. Tony Fitzpatrick, the yeah. one that you signed, yeah. I mean, you couldn't believe that when he said that to me, because it's such a lovely town, but I think it is. Well, and a lot of players have ended up... Look at Joe Joe Jordan. Yep. You know, he came down here 25 years ago. 30, 35 years, 87. He's still here. Yeah, so... because and So you lost Norman, and you signed... It was a funny summer, that. You lost Norman. You signed Tony Fitzpatrick for 250k. What was the rationale for him? Because we still had Jerry and Jerry Gow in, in midfield. What was What was... Yeah, it was because I, I, Jimmy Mann and uh, Trevor Tatum were were the out of midfield players, and I felt we could just enhance that a bit with yeah. someone like Fitzpatrick. And that was decent. That was that was big money back then, well, wasn't it? Well, we'd had the money for Collier, weren't we? Of course, yeah, three hundred and fifty thousand. I flew back from we were. Tell us about the Collier thing, because that's one that well, sparked Collier, all... Collier, uh, <laughs> Collier came to see me on the Monday morning at nine o'clock to get his cup final ticket. Yeah. And this is end of 79 season, so some, about May 79. So yeah. I said, gave him a ticket, and I said, Gary, just be aware that the FA are taking all the numbers of the tickets because they're trying to... Stop people flogging. Stop them selling them on the, uh, with the through the spivs or whatever. Like yeah. And so I said, just be away. So okay. So he paid for it. Went up. Eleven thirty. I got a call from the Coventry manager saying, "Hello, Alan. I've got Gary Collier here." I said, "Pardon?" Yeah. He says he's going to sign for us. And I, you know, I mean, you, your mind now is going all over mm. the shop. I'm looking. And I thought, God, I said, can you put Gary back on the phone? He said, no, he doesn't want to speak to you. I mean, Gary was never like that, but when you had a situation like that. And in fairness, John Sillett would have done it all because he was so close to the players outside, but, he, you know, Gary Collier, all the players, because they come up through the youth team and John took it at one stage. Yeah. So John was at Coventry by then, uh, yeah, John yeah. Sillett. Yeah. Right. So, uh, and it was freedom of contract, yeah. That was the first year, the first one. So he could sign. Did we get a fee for him? No, we did. We well, got three hundred and fifty. So even though they were, they were a long time paying it, because right. I think in eighty two they still owed money. All right. and he, oh, didn't I, so he could choose where he went, but the club still got a fee there. Oh yeah, back yeah, then, which yeah. is a bit different to now because, like, um, when Fomara when Fomara left us, his contract had run out. We didn't get anything for him but okay so we got 350 which is how you went out and bought Fitzpatrick yeah I just straight away I thought with that money you know we we, we strengthen the midfield because yeah to me the midfield creates a team too yeah 
you know, they're the engine room, really, where they mm. can control it. They can hold it up. Or, mm. good, I'm good midfield players. Yeah, you know, and, uh, yeah, because he was a little bat. He was a little battler, Tony Fitzpatrick. Yeah. But you know, um, he captained uh, Fitz St. Mirren. And who we beat in the Anglo-Scottish Cup? Yeah, that was funny with Alex Ferguson. Tell us he about that. You, he says you took my uh, captain. And you beat us in the Scottish Cup. You were very lucky. I mean, we whenever I met him, he used to we ended up laughing about it in the affair yeah. because he he knew he could remember matches so easily. <laughs> I don't remember them as easy as he did. But he said that, and I said, Yeah. I said, but his wife didn't like it, Danny. He said, I know that they told me. Because mm. he came from that area, didn't he? Yeah, no, that's right. Strong, that's right. Strong. Uh, what a what a, what a record he had unbelievable, oh, unbelievable. well nobody was ever gonna, no one's gonna take go. over Moisey that was sort of like poison chalice a bit like when Franco Farrell took over from uh, Matt Busby at yeah. United you know you, you stepping into somebody's shoes like that, that. so that season 79-80 we started okay-ish did you want to strengthen the side further by then because Robert had gone so you had a different relationship with people Stephen on Q the board Stephen Q yeah maybe don't talk Same about all. Stephen yeah alright no. <laughs> that uh, says it all <laughs> and uh, it was I mean to me you build from the back yeah and sadly we lost Norman Hunter yeah and Collier. Collier. When you take two players out, oh, yeah. and play four like that. Then I, Although you have Rogers and Merritt left as oh, well. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. 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 But the, I think you say you've got a bit of rusty or something like that. Yeah. You know, it wasn't as smooth as it used to be. And David, unfortunately, hadn't played a lot when we got Norman Hunter. Yeah. Who else did I get? Oh, yeah, he came afterwards, the boy. Who was in the eight? Uh, the Ashley got eight. Julian Marshall. Julian Marshall. And um, yeah, it, it, I so you needed to build from the back, but you lost your key two defenders. Yeah, I mean, the, well, it doesn't matter who it is, but if you build from the back, it's like foundations of a house, isn't it? If you build, mm, build mm. crappy foundations, the house is going to collapse. Yeah. And then you need the other article next with goal scorers because yeah. they can score generally from a lot of mistakes made by defenders. Yeah. Yeah. They have a, 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 a system in their mind where they can read the game and that's important. Mm. And uh, so that the midfielders then join it all up. You know, they, yeah. they put it together. And that, unfortunately today is probably we've got some young players in midfield too. Uh, Alex Scott. And uh, they, they work hard, don't get me wrong. But it, they don't play the right ball at the wrong. At yeah, the right they're time. learning. They're learning their craft. They're sure. They? And uh, sadly, let's hope that it's it is a yeah. You know, they, they get through this season okay, and then go because yeah. you never you can't be too sure about anything. <laughs> if you collapse too much in this game, you know you can end up unfortunately in a position. Oh, where three every, points or a win, you can quickly. Go there. That, back back to that final season, uh, though, Alan. As you say, you lost your two key players. You signed Fitzpatrick with the money. Were there any players that you wanted to get but missed out on because they wouldn't grant the, the money? You know, because you bought, you know, there weren't transfer windows then. So around about 
I don't know, November, December yeah, time when it was looking tough, you could have gone out and maybe you wanted to. Well, I loaned players once with the Hill and Wilson. Les Wilson back in 1970. Yeah. They kept us up that year, didn't yeah, they? 71. Uh, especially Hill. He was a Brian Hill defender. Player, steady yeah. player. Yeah. I couldn't get him to stay. I was trying to keep him to yeah. at the club. But he used to grind out games and, yeah, yeah. and uh, make it difficult for the opposition. That was yeah. always important. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was uh, that was back then. So, no, did you consider think, loans in seventy nine, eighty, or just the word? Well, we went abroad then and got a couple of players. Well, you got Pertie Anton in the summer yeah. and Gert Meyer, was it? Yeah, Gert Meyer scored in his first he game. He did. I got he did a Joe Royal on me. Yeah. <laughs> in a nice way. Yeah, in a nice way. No, yeah, no, no, no one is. Uh, you know, you you you. you Play it as you find it, but uh, he did score a good goal that day, too. He did, yeah. I think he beat about five players. Yeah, I went towards the tail end of that season. I don't expect you to remember the individual game, but that was it was an Easter game and it was Man City away and they beat us 3 1. And I I can remember coming back from there thinking, bit of a tough ass to get out of it now. There was about three games there. I said, we went down. Well, the the year we went down, 79 80, and then the final game. That that would be, I remember. Clive Whitehead was playing uh, on the left side, I mm. think. And I said, just make sure you keep the fullback. Whenever we lose it, make sure you get goal side of the fullback. Mm. Don't when he came in half time, he only ended up on the right wing, didn't he? <laughs> he was a good player, Clive, wasn't he? Because yeah. he played in a youth team match against Northfield Juniors. And I think you signed him. Yeah, sure. After that. No, John did that. John, John And he was a. John yeah. recognised it and said it. But he was a winger for us and he made his career as a fullback in the end, didn't he? At well, the baggers. I, it was coming to the, what, what they're doing these days, modern... Wingback. Wingback. You know, he, when you come out from the back, the worst thing is to see a bad pass played or you see... Yeah. It. And well, unfortunately, we've got a few of those going on at the moment. Yeah. They play from memory instead of visual, actual practice, which, yeah. which is look, deliver, move. You know, you... And you deliver well, or you read the game well, uh, or you you're quickly over the ground. You know, yeah, yeah. speed of mind, as I said, speed of I had speed of uh, play and legs, but I didn't have speed of over the ground. I used to be caught out a little bit. Our our last match in the the first division was at home against Norwich, and I remember that one because was that the day Justin Fashionu clocked Dave Rogers? Yes, you're right. Yeah, affair that was, wasn't it? That was terrible. I mean, that was. I mean, it was. Oh, I don't know how to say it. But the, you know, it was intended. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't just. Bad. He he intended it, and I'm sure it was probably people saying, "Make sure." Yeah, yeah. Ring him up and say, yeah. "Make sure you don't." Ring. And his brother did the same to. Um... The other Mabbott boy, didn't he? Gary Mabbott, a few years after that. Do you remember when he caught him in? Yes, right. Shattered his cheekbone as well. That was worse than what happened to to David. What about good career he had, that young man, didn't (sighs) What a great player he would have been to have playing in Well, he came, you know, to me, and his dad wanted me to sign him. Gary came as a youngster, did he? No, he he didn't play at all for us at all, but he came with his dad while he was at the school youth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just before he could say, he was about to sign for Rovers. Yeah. Or signed, did he sign for Rovers yeah. first? And yeah, I think go so. down to Torquay afterwards? No, I think Rovers. Oh, it might have been Torquay then. Uh, yeah. I think Torquay and then Rovers. I don't know. Anyway, coming back to that, his dad says, 
because I'd agreed a contract for Mabbott. Gary. Gary. Yeah. And, uh, no, Kevin. Right. Kevin. Kevin. Right. And that was all done and settled. He said, the same as what you're giving Kevin, and he can sideways. I said, well, he hasn't done what Kevin's done, you know, with the English schoolboys and everything else. Uh, well, I don't know if he did or not, but it wasn't the same time. Yeah. He, it, so Gary was a little younger as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. he was yeah. about a year or year and a half younger right. or something like that. So sadly, I said no, thinking I've got to go back. And of course, he signed for where he signed for. I don't know. Must have been Rovers, I suppose. Ultimately, yeah. yeah. What a combo that would have been, though, the Mabbott brothers. Yeah, playing. well, yeah. That's In fact, Gary advanced in the years, didn't he? He improved kind of. He got, the, yeah, yeah, he got yeah. Better. yeah. He got yeah. better. He was a good young player, but he became a very good player. Yeah. And... Uh, well, Tottenham and England, wasn't right, it? Right, yeah. England, yeah. So the summer of 80, you've got relegated. Um, the opening game of 80-81 season, I think it would be true to say probably six of the side that took you up five, four years previously were there. Yeah. Um, did you contemplate any signings that summer? Because I remember, again, I'm just looking back in the history books, you know, you were confident of coming back at the first attempt, I think it was said at the time, or were they players that were ageing as a group and that was part of the problem? Well, I, I was, you know, they could play. They would not, they, they, you yeah. know, they proved they could do the job. Yeah. So, I mean, Sweeney could still outrun most of the people anywhere. Don Gillis wasn't slow. Or, no. uh, who else did we have? Because uh, Jerry Gow was still, still there. Still the player. And coming on, uh, Whitehead was getting better. Yeah. And so we we had strengths. Yeah. But they were good. they were still good players. Yeah. So why change? And the- well, one factor was we didn't get goals because of cheese. Yeah. Losing cheese as we did, and uh, he because cheese would have played for England, I'm sure. Yeah. There was no doubt in my mind. He he because I knew the pace he had was. It was quite a laugh, really, when we trained on a Friday, when we were doing the sprints, to, yeah. doing 10 sprints. He could outrace anybody. Mm. He could beat everybody over the grass. Mm. And he would get a yard or two you up and he'd start turning around and smoking a cigarette. <laughs> so he was, that, he was that quick. So as long as we... So had he been fit, you wouldn't have had to find successive replacements like no. Joe Royal or Chris or what have you. And as long as we'd been in the first division, he'd have Tom played Ritchie. for England. He'd have played for England playing for us. He mm. wouldn't have had to go to a bigger club, although he might might have done. And obviously Tom, yeah. That's well, it's, it, it, that Tom Ritchie was also playing very well. Too. Yeah. And uh, they were both six foot plus. Yeah. They were, Tom was the biggest he was taller than cheese. Are you surprised Tom was never picked for Scotland in a major way? Because well, he... I, I, I think we were in the West Country. Well, I think we turned West Country. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it, 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 not visible. Not yeah. They don't. They, mm. You don't become a chap for Scotland. No. So I, I think English players in Scotland. Don't, there's not many. There's none. I don't think that's no. ever played up in there. No, so they probably it. couldn't make their way down here to yes, do right. the, to do the watching. No, yeah, no. Tom Ritchie was a, a good. Team player, too. yeah, he worked. Um, I mean, what what he did off the ball at times was good, great. Yeah. Um, when it came, it's never nice when people finish. Did you know it was coming? Did you expect to get 
more well, time. No, we we had a we we had a period where I had a contract sitting on my desk uh, for five years, mm -hmm. and uh, I'd signed it, so you know I was quite happy. You're secure, and uh, then. I went to a board meeting, some of them come under your Tuesdays, I think, and uh, Harry, not Harry, because he wasn't there then, um, Stephen Q mm. said, Alan, we'd like to move you over to the financial side. I said, pardon? <laughs> I said, the fine, what are you talking about? I said, he said, well, we want to bring in a younger person below you. You, you weren't, that, weren't that old anyway yeah. then, were you? Because you're only early 40s, yeah? Yeah, and so... Well, I started mid-40s. 32, I think. Uh, what was I came? 66. I was born 34. Yeah, I was 32 yeah. when I came in. And so 39, I'd be 45, 46. Yeah, so still young man. Well, yeah. And so I said, pardon? And just listened to them all the way through. And uh, walked out and I said to my wife, I'm, I'm going to, on Monday, we've got another ball. I said, I'll let you know on a Monday one. And the next week, and uh, I said, no, my contract says I was in charge of the football team and everything yeah. else. And I'd gone to my solicitor, in fairness, I didn't do anything without. No, you checked it through. I said, look, they've told me they want to move me away from the football into the finance side. Uh, and I, and it's like pushing you upstairs, basically. Yeah, You'd be a right, modern yeah. day yeah, director yeah, of football, right. they'd dress it up. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's right. But no, I wasn't in, even involved in that. They wanted me right out of it. Just to, like, right out of it. Yeah, there was no worries. And did you say, know if they had somebody in mind no, at that I didn't, time? I, didn't, I, didn't. Never. I now started to be concerned about the financial side because I had a five-year contract. Yeah, that? yeah. So I went to them. And they thought, I think, that I would want to stay with the five-year contract. I got. They said the contract can Still honoured. So I'm not, I wasn't being unfair, but I just went to the director's... Um, solicitor and said, what well, did this stand up in a court situation, you know, a law? And they said, yes, yeah. so I walked on the Monday morning. I, I mean, I said, gentlemen, I, I cannot, I mean, I can't accept your job as being X and you've broken my contract and, and I shall leave. And, I yeah. and did they pay you honourably in the manner that they should well, do? Well, no, that's when the money, that's... That's when it all got... Yeah, well, I mean, the five-year contract, I, I took half the money. I'd before, before okay. they, were, I, they, they would say, we can't pay that. I said, I tell you what, I'll take half the... Total, Clean break. And, and which was about 50,000 by then. So... Uh, but you took a clean break and that was I it. took the break, because I, I thought, you know, you can't do that. And mm. the way they did it wasn't very... No, no. But then it wasn't probably Robert or Harry would have done it differently. Yeah, no, Stephen they weren't there. No, that's what I mean. They'd gone. But gone. if it had been them, it would have been managed better. And yeah. by then, the club and was... Graham Griffiths has gone too. Another right. He was okay. a very solid director. Alan, the long-term contracts, as a, I understand why you would do it. And, you know, you get the best for your team with the board. And if the board... If anybody's accountable for handing out those contracts, it's the board because they approve well, no, the Well, no, I'll push down. You push. But the – and how many players actually sign long-term? Because the only one that I can think of is 
Clive, who had the, that, that's the one that I think of. Was well, it several or because some of them were getting older? Yeah, I therefore, you were not going to give everybody a 10 year contract. Clive was only 23. What I did, I did yeah. all to 35. All to 35, right? Because the uh, union or whatever it is, PFA the pensions, or no, PFA. The, pension, the football league pension scheme, mm. which they could take at 35, mm. uh, would give them money. So I, right. said, I thought, well, if we take them to 35. We'll keep the players, and then they go straight into money from coming yep. from the Premier League, from the pensions. So uh, that's the way I did it. Mm. And uh, yeah, it was sad because, but also the money was being used up in other ways. That, uh, oh, well documented in the various articles in the wake of all this Ashton Gate Eight stuff recently and what have you um was when i said the board you push for it but should the board again hindsight is a wonderful thing should the board have said well if we get relegated it drops down to a certain amount because that's what is the floor in giving them the contracts yeah, yeah. if it get if they get relegated it drops down i think right? well when when uh, i signed the when i agreed the contract I used, to, I used to do all the contracts as well and then put it to the board mm. And uh, if we went up, we got 30, what time is 30 pounds more? Because we were talking about the 50, 50 pounds. We weren't talking about mammoth potatoes oh. they're talking about now. Uh, and if we went down, they'd lose 30, 30 pounds or something. Okay. Same. So, so we, there was a relegation oh, yeah, there, clause. There, in there. there was a promotional clause. Yeah. Uh, what it was now, I can't just put my finger on it. In, yeah, in mind. But but it but it is it is what it is. I've got here this book. This is called The Four Seasons. I'm sure you read it, and we've covered most of your memories and memorable games. What have you? Best City Eleven almost speaks for itself. This is you. You wrote this a few years ago. Cashley. Yeah. So Cashley ahead of Shaw because he was your other goalkeeper. Yeah, I, well, Shaw was taller, but Ray was committed and strong, powerful. Yes. You know, he couldn't be knocked out of the way easily. Yeah. And it, and I, my played, I would say, yeah, no problem. And then reading through, Sweeney picks himself, Sweeney, doesn't he? I could play anywhere from the midfield to the back. Yeah, yeah. Clive? Clive uh, was, at times you think, oh, you know, you, you, you were, his football side brain at times went to sleep. But he had great personal skills he yeah. could take people on and get by yeah. people and you got him there as the, as the number three and then it really uh, what players these are jerry gow my favorite player ever never to be beaten yeah, your right. your if you had to pick one player that put it, it this way he would go on a team sheet first every time collier for his class he was norman goes that saying trevor unsung hero oh yeah he was a strong player, very, mm. uh, like Jimmy Mann and people like that. You know, they were very close, Jimmy Mann and him. But I think I played Tayton very, very most of the games. Yeah. Tommy, Tommy Ritchie, Cheesley, goes out saying. Bobby Kellard, not here long, but made that much of an impression. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I knew him. From, you said. From a kid when I was at South End. Jer and Jerry Sharp, who we talked about earlier. Great player. And then subs, Cormac, yeah. John Galley, Kevin Mabbott, Jimmy, Merrick, Alan Skirton. Now, there's a name that we haven't that mentioned. That was quick. He was quick. 
Yeah. Powerful. Well, no, no. He was powerful in his running. Yeah. I always remember him where he played a ball down the inside of the fullback, then ran out on the track and went round the outside and got still beat him to the ball. Yeah. And I'm just looking through here. Uh, what was it? Best goal you ever scored? Chelsea versus Luton at Kenilworth Road. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's the only one I did score for Chelsea. Uh, so... So what do you remember about that then? Because it was the only one you scored. Well, we got, when it got us a draw, I always remember, uh, we used to get £4 for a win and £2 for a draw. Yeah. And so we, we they all say, well done, honey. You, got, you, you earned us two quid there. It was one yeah. nil down and we, uh, I just hit a, came onto a ball outside the box and hit it very well and it's gone in the corner. Fantastic. Because all the business about, he's picked out the corner well. All you're trying to do is hit the target. Is yeah. you, you, and you can, if you've got a side foot, then you are placing it. I agree with yeah. that. Yeah. But generally, yeah. mostly, any striker is working to hit the target. Yeah. Yeah. You've got here um, most uh, best manager, obviously, Jimmy. But interestingly, the um, most um, turning point of your career, the advice of Ron Greenwood to go get your badges and get your qualifications at age 22. Is that yeah, still yeah, your, yeah. still your uh, abiding memory? So let's take it up to the present, Alan. Um, here we are. This is the longest spell we've had in the championship since, well, championship division two, since you were in charge and you got there after eight years to the very top. It looks like we're, going to stay up this season, courtesy of a few clubs having points deductions. Um, what are your thoughts on the current Bristol City side? Because it's good to see some youngsters coming through. Well, it's always good for the youngsters to come through. And not only that, the system they've put together, or the... It's all right. Um, sorry, what was that? Really yeah, so I'll ask the question again. Um, let's take it back up to the present. The, the way City are playing at the moment, some good youngsters coming through, but, you know, we've had a few seasons at home where the home performances haven't inspired the crowd. Do you think we're close to making the top six or do you think this is a critical let's, summer let's coming start up? from the way I think about Go the on. game. One, goalkeepers are not outplayers. Right. And we start off with players now playing from the back. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's so slow in trying to get. Where you've got to play the ball mostly is in the, in the attacking last third, where the messes all show their skills. And I'm not saying we've got, you, no. you need messes all the time, but you've got to have got. It's like when you see so many shoot there and people block the shots. Mm. Certainly some of them can just all keep doing that and get the guy making, and then check him back and coming mm. and playing and playing and playing another pass to get a. You know, you shoot whenever you can, obviously, when it's comfortable in the in a range of 30 yards. You know, you, you, you're kind of 10 yards outside the box is about the furthest you can hope to beat goalkeepers mm. these days. Even yeah. with the balls swinging around like they yeah, do, because yeah, the balls always, are yeah. a bit more lighter than when they When you see them hit a ball from left back to outside right, when we played, when I played with, and you had the old lace on the ball and the ball got wet and heavy, to, to cross the ball and reach the middle of the field, you've done well. You've done well, yeah. <laughs> and when you edit it, it was like you see the Mickey Mouse and cats where the cat yeah. starts to wobble. Yeah. And, you go, yeah. And, and, and it's interesting with headers, they're talking about banning heading from football no, can't because ban it. You can't, ban it. can't ban it. I tell you what, if you take a system 
Yeah, well, now let's look on Saturday. I think I counted six consecutive headers mm. where one's headed it up, another's headed it up. Mm. So well, now, now someone else gets to it, then it bounces and bounces up, they came in and headed, and there were six times they headed the ball mm. without anyone using their feet. And so you... You can't. You can't. Despite all this stuff about brain damage. That is a terrible tragedy. But mm. we, we hope that, well, you hope that all medic, medical problems are. Because uh, Jeff Astle is a player that is widely credited because he was a major header of the ball. Yeah, so that was part right. of his game. Well, so it? was Jeff. Because Garman did a lot. Course, yeah. Yeah. He did a lot with it. But you. Can you, you talk about not heading the ball? Well, you can't you can't use football I mean, the game is there the public have a problem if they're not football minded when you they read something like that they would all agree that mm. you should stop it and I, I don't i can accept that but in the game you can't do without heading the ball no i mean we lost a goal the second goal on saturday was headed from a corner yeah We've lost this the Queen's Park Rangers game in the last few minutes with a head on the near post. Yeah. That same same type of goal, actually. Yeah. <coughs> and there's another one too, I can't remember. Anyway, you you know, you I bluntly, no, you can't do it without heading in the yeah. game. A, and the thing I was about to say was it would be interesting to know how many people get Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's, yeah. Not playing football. Yeah. How many go to hospital with a, and how many get it from the football? Yeah, because you pull Jeff Astor, which is sad. I mean, yeah, I agree. The, the families must be very concerned that that was the problem that caused, and I'm not knocking that. Uh, but you can't, you, you can't do with that. What you're saying, it could happen anyway, and it's yeah. just easy to put a label on it. Being coaching, mm. and to, you know, co- and. Sh- People show I me. Mean, I was got Joe Raw, and I said, "Joe, let's do this exercise." I said, "I said you're running back. I'm going to throw a ball, and you got to head it back to the far post." So he run back to the post there, and then I throw the ball in. He did it, head it back to the far post, and I said, "You've got to start to go back and then use the." And another, I used to get people to lay on their stomachs. And come up and hit the ball because they have to pick themselves up to hit the ball. You know, you, you, if you're laying flat and you want to pick, you're going to lift your back and use your back and everything. Yeah. And that to get the to get more power, you have to get back and as you get up, you, you start to. It, it's not easy to describe without working. Well, I think that goal that Chris Garland scored against Liverpool at the far end, he was horizontal when he headed it, wasn't yeah. he? The, yeah, the winner. Oh, <laughs> it was. Uh, I mean, they're brilliant. When you see it, it's so exciting yeah. too, and it's so much a part yeah. of scoring goals. Yeah. What's been your most because you're a regular at Ashton Gate, as you say, you were there at the weekend. What's been your most memorable game since you finished as manager? I was saying that. I, I, is well, it, I always it, think you, you take Manchester United. You yeah, I was going to obvious one. When, when really? the, the lads got uh, who got the goal that mattered in that one. Midfield player, was it? No, Joe Bryan scored first and Corey Smith got the win. Corey Smith, yeah, because he didn't get many, many goals. No, he didn't. Where is he now? Swansea or something? He is. Yes, he is. And so he, uh, in that, that, that game, actually, that's what we're talking about. And because Bryan, to me, if I'd have been manager, I would have done a Clive Whitehead with him. 
I would have not put him back. I would, from back, I'd have played him up front. Would you? Because he's that. Because he had left and right foot. He can go yeah. there. And he had the best vertical jump out of all of the players I'd seen at Bristol for a long time. He would get up and get balls in the air. Yeah. And uh, um, uh, um, the other parts of his game is maybe letting him down. I don't know. I've not seen him for ages. And uh, it was a classy player, and he was a player for the big occasion because he got the first goal against United, then he got the two goals that got Fulham. Uh, Fulham up, 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 and what were left and right full. Yeah, yes. And uh, he, he he could out jump. That was a brilliance. He could he, he would do the timing, and he could do a vertical jump and add an extra kind of six inches yeah. for a foot. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's. And we, were, I guess, you were at Wembley in two thousand and eight when. Uh, that was a worldy goal that Windass scored, wasn't it? The Beatles. Oh, yeah. That was tragic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My wife, sadly, she's passed away now, but uh, she she just kept looking around with me. She said, it's nice, isn't it? Because <laughs> she didn't go to many matches. But uh, do you think, do you think, just just to finish, do you think we're some distance from achieving what you achieved, Alan? Or do you, like me, well, it, still it, live in hope that even if it's only for one season? You well, know, four you, would be great. You've got, you've got to get, you've got to get the side right. Put it start again. You've got to get the club right mm. from top to bottom because mm. it's all should be moving the same direction. And I believe at times it's not happened that the club, that you know, you've had things branching off or mm. people doing them, or their one-off things which look good and then break down and not, don't materialize. But the overall thing is getting your club right. And I think uh, they're doing that. They've just brought in Bobby Gould's son and he seems to be doing a good job. Yeah, yeah sensible. Uh, and uh, uh, which certainly... Uh, so, um, yeah, it's... And Nigel's got the track record to, to do it. And these days we live in a period where time is always in short supply. But given time... I still think he's well, capable he's, of doing it. He's got a physical presence. Yeah. He's got a obviously football mind. Yeah. He did it. He was doing it at Leicester when he unfortunately left and left it open for the other lad who came out. Of course. It was Ranieri. Yeah. Ranieri. You know, he picked it up and of course he ran with the ball better, not better than because it's already going. But uh, he that, built that side. Yeah. Yeah. And Vardy and people like that who went there were people that they. Scores when he's still scoring them. Yeah, goal scorers are so important. You know. Yeah, which we don't see have. Alan Martin today is the other one that we got. Uh, you know, his experience is a thing that he's taken. He scored some good goals actually. You know. He, yeah. But on the other hand, he looks to be. I know what you're saying. You don't need to say it because that's probably what I would just say. So I don't want to join in that. Saying that Andy Vyman, he's having the best season of his career yeah, goal scoring sure. wise, isn't he? Yeah. Which is really good. So there's some good stuff down there. Oh no, and Martin Martin can play. I mean, just, yeah. he, 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 I, I think he. I won't say anymore. Yeah. No, but I think I think Chris Martin can play, as you say, but he probably can do seventy minutes once a week and be effective. Yeah. He should really have another big man up there now. But you know, that's a bone of contention. Alan, it's uh, it's been a pleasure. Really, I ain't got a thing.
There's a time I always feel happy, as happy as a king. When the red, red robin comes bow, bow, bowing along, along. There'll be no more sobbing when he starts throbbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead. Get up, get up, get out of bed. Cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red. Live, love, laugh and be happy. What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song. When Richard Robbins are bubba-bubbing along. Red, red robin come bob bob bobbing along, along. There'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead. Get up, get up, get out of bed. Cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red. Live, love, laugh and be happy. What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song. When the red, red robin stops, bob, bob, bobbing along.